day, you guys. Morning. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Bill, we are not going to be seeing you for a bit here. That's right. Yeah. I'm really more? sad about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, is that a fishing lure? Is there, is there Why has he got his waders on? <laughs> <laughs> Just about, guys, believe uh, me. Yeah. Well, I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Uh, we hope you have a great, great time. Thank you. So Catch a I. lot of fish. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is the week that we said we were going to start on the Ascent of a Leader, yes. which has been a, a book and a workbook that lots of uh, young leaders have used in universities and different businesses and everything from... Walt Disney board has used it to uh, folks on mission fields, and it's just uh, a great thing, and it works for any age leader. And we defined a leader. You remember how we defined a leader in this book? Basically, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's a person with influence. Yeah. And and uh, and that therefore that includes all of us. It does. Yeah. And and it includes any age. And we talked about. In fact, uh, this last week, we talked about uh, a dear friend of ours who edited this book. Yes, and and yes. in fact, we should probably dedicate this little podcast Let's series to, to Steve Hayner out there in Atlanta. That's a really good idea. Steve Let's and Cheryl. Yeah. Because he did a great job of editing this book, and we didn't even know it because the publisher didn't want us to know it until uh, I think it was about seven years later. Is that right? When another Steve, Steve Moore, said, hey, did you ever know that Steve Hayner edited The Ascent of a Leader? And I said, no, but I I sure know it it improved (laughs) between the time we sent it to uh, uh, Simon Schuster then or John Wiley and the time we got it back. So Steve and Cheryl... Uh, are going through quite a quite a circumstance right now. Steve yeah. is battling pancreatic cancer that he discovered just uh, the day after Easter. And Steve has been probably the most uh, joyful, inspiring, articulate teacher of the original good news Absolutely. anywhere in the world. Absolutely. Uh, so we, uh, our dear friend Steve, who's on the True Faced Advisory Council, has been a great help to this podcast by clarifying and deepening and enriching this message. Amen. And uh, we, Steve and Cheryl, we pray for you. And and probably some of you podcast uh, folks know Steve and Cheryl or know of their work because he was the former president of InterVarsity and was the chair of the Board of International Justice Mission and World Vision and, and now is president of Columbia Seminary. It's just a, a sweet, humble uh kind of a friend that you want to have in your life. Amen. So anyway, um, this this book, The Ascent of a Leader, just talks about um, uh, two kinds of leaders. Uh, the, the leader who goes up uh, the doing ladder, we called it the capacity ladder, and the leader that goes up the character ladder, right. we called it the being ladder. And how, uh, this is the question, how do you integrate those two ladders? But I thought today we could just ask some questions about why do so many people um, hang out on that doing ladder like all their lives? What, 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 why do they do that? Yeah. What causes us to go or try to go up that capacity ladder? 
You know, Bruce, even before, and I appreciate the question, we'll get to it, but even before we do that, I just would love everyone to know what a delight it was for us. This was our first product together. That's right. And That's uh, right. Ken was with us then. And, yeah, Ken McGrath. And, and, and I, I have some incredibly fond memories of the process, but especially when they were willing to publish it and we had a book in our hands and and I remember when John Pearson, a good friend of yours, became a good friend of ours, had us on the cover That's of, right. of the Christian Management Association in those days. Yes. And it was like, oh, my gosh, Lord, what have you done? <laughs> it it was right. such an affirmation, Bruce, of our beginning. It, it, was, it was an amazing – I'll never forget it. It, it was – my gosh, I can't believe it was way back in 1999. Yeah. Bebo's Cafe. Couldn't have been sitting here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, so I just had to say that because it was such an affirming experience for you and me, Bruce, Ken at the time. And, and, yeah. then, and, and then, later, John, when we converted the right. ascent into Beyond Your Best. Uh, right. Has uh, that for, hit a million yet? That's not quite two million, okay. but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's out there going. Yeah. Yeah. Just drop a couple zeros, you'll be really close. Yeah. But, Don't forget my contribution. As a sophomore in high school, I was right. around. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I'm sure I did something helpful. Yeah. That's why we said any age leader. That's right. Any we want to include you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just had to say that. Cause yeah. It's just simply because to me that was such... An incredible beginning for us. It was that God just put us and put us into a place then, where others began to understand the significance of this message yes. of grace for leadership. I, you know, forgot if I said I think I did last week, uh, just as to how it became a Josie Bass John Wiley book. But uh, basically, we didn't know they had this manuscript. It had been sent, but we'd given it to five people. And the group at, uh, at halftime, Leadership Network, Bob Buford's group, had given three chapters of it to this uh, publisher in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And they called this out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, they said, we're not Christians here, but we'd like to publish your book. Would you be willing to open it up? And we said, well, yeah. Uh, it depends what you mean by open it up. And... They said, no, we're not asking you to compromise what you say is true, but let us help you tell the story and tell it to the 9 out of 10 people who say they believe in God. Yes. And so we wrote it. It's the only values-based book that we've written. The rest are all definitely faith-based, even though this book is based on Philippians 2 yeah. and yeah. the life of Jesus. Yeah. I think people actually, Bruce, we may get to your question next week, <laughs> yeah. but I think people would like to know a couple more things about that process. What we what we did is we said yes, and they sent it off to three readers. And one of the readers was a Jewish attorney in New York City, and he sent back the best critique of all. Because we were really at the time, is it too Christian? Is it not Christian enough? Uh, are we too middle? And he sent back a critique, and it basically said to us, guys, you did not make this up. You've got, to, you've got to connect us with your source, which, of course, was the New Testament, and he knew it. It was very, very, very helpful. And, and, and it made all the difference in the world yeah. because the book was able then 
to work in both contexts. And, and so that, that to me was another, just a great memory of our process in getting this book into the publisher's hands and then into the public's hands. Uh, I think you're right. I'm glad you mentioned that because right at the beginning of the book then, we ended up saying um, we have a Judeo-Christian faith, yes. all, uh, all, all of us who are writing in this book. But it is not our purpose in this book to convert you. It is our purpose to show you the beauty of the leadership life of Jesus. Amen. And um, so while we didn't quote scriptures throughout the book, um, they knew right away where it was coming from on the life of Jesus, and we knew that there was a specific order in the in Philippians 2 especially, but also First Peter 5, that this book was built on. So the ladders just illustrate those scriptures. I'm so grateful to Leadership Network and... Amen. Halftime, Bob Buford, for doing that. We would have never uh, otherwise. Amen. So I still have this question. I don't Please. know how much time we have. But Did Jesus build a ladder? <laughs> I, I don't well, know. Well, he, he, he was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. Yeah, so, so my answer is no. Okay. I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it? Well, it's not the first piece of furniture you go after, right? uh -huh. building a ladder. But They might not need to be up on the roof, though. They didn't have air conditioning. It was hot. Oh, Yeah. I think that um, that many people need a way to talk to young, uh, you know, students who are imagining um, doing something in business, or 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 maybe it's um, in church work, or maybe it's in sports, or maybe it's uh, becoming a professional of some sort, and they need a way to talk to them about how to develop character that will protect all that education and training that they're getting along the way for the for the long term because all of us in this uh, little office at Trueface we've seen now thousands of examples of people who only had the doing ladder yeah. and and didn't know how to build another ladder yeah. Um, yeah. so that's be the subject of next week I next guess next week I, th right. I think so yeah uh, you're not going to be here for it are you? Gosh, I don't think so. I just, I, I'm not planning on it. Let's put it that way. I think he's putting the doing ladder off on us. I think that's what's going to happen. Well, I really look forward to this series, and, and I look forward to, um, over over these next weeks and months, um, thinking about Steve and Cheryl uh, yes. Hainer um, in this particular journey that he helped us so much. With. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We'll see you next week. <laughs>